break. podcast it's kevin here with uh, heartbreak and hot pot how i lost 45 pounds in six months this is episode 17 we're moving along to this pretty quickly um, i'm gonna miss it when it's gone <laughs> so i'm gonna tell a little brief uh, interlude story about my dating life i know that when i when i related all my dating after Lori, i said that i Typically, we'd go on two dates, and then we were done. That's not 100% true. <laughs> I did date one beautiful woman for about three months. Her name was Kaya. If you've ever seen the movie Seven Psychopaths with uh, Sam Rockwell, he uh, there's a character named Kaya, so he does a lot of, uh, Hiya, Kaya! <laughs> so that's a good way to remember remember her name. So that's how you can remember her name. So Kaya and I, um, we met in an online dating app, and we started dating. And uh, she's a really interesting person, beautiful, very interesting. She had a, a horrible time. Uh, her husband had just walked out on her. Uh, about the same time that I got booted out of my life. And uh, you know, so it had been a year for her. And so we were, you know, just... Having fun. She she hung out at the uh, VFW Uptown. Uh, it's it's a, a beautiful. It's actually two bars connected. Big big place. A lot of really nice people. Very normal people. It was a really fun place to hang out. And uh, like the the second night that we dated, we went back to her place. And next thing I know, she she was undressed. You know, and so my three years of celibacy were were done. It was very, very cold and efficient. Um, it wasn't quite the build-up that you know I would have hoped for, but anyway, it happened, and uh, we had a special Valentine's Day. Um, I sent her flowers. Uh, they arrived, you know, like midday. Uh, roses, and then, uh, and then we, I took her out to dinner to a place called Bar Lurcat. Uh, it's, it's on the aforementioned Loring Park, you know, where I went for my therapy. A beautiful restaurant, big, yeah, kind of pricey, but, you know, very nice. And they had a, a special Valentine's, uh, you know, prefix meal. And and so we went, and um, she was beautiful. And we, we got two two dishes, and we split them. So we, you know, and then and I had some beers and uh, went back to her place. Every time I'd go to her place, I, I would put the dogs into uh, a kennel for uh, overnight so that we could just hang out. I didn't have to worry about driving the half hour back home after having a few beers. So it was, uh, she told me the next day that no one had ever treated her so nicely on Valentine's Day. It really felt good. But that lasted, you know, like I said, three months or so. Uh, she... I think, I don't know, it's the same thing. She wasn't ready for a relationship. Uh, maybe I was too much, you know, probably was. The last time I was there in the morning, I was leaving, and she gave me a hug, and it felt sad. 
And then later that day I got the, the text, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not ready for a relationship. Um, you know, thank you for everything. She was really special. I really enjoyed hanging out with her. And I wanted to be her friend, but like all, she just disappeared on me. She couldn't be a friend for me, I guess. You know, I tried a couple times texting her, but just nothing. So what was going on with the business? If you recall, I was I was trying to sell everything off so I could try to make payroll. And uh, you know, so so I was doing that. I was putting a lot of things on Facebook Marketplace. I mean, I had fourteen TVs, Samsung televisions, big flat screens that that I'd hung from the you know from the the walls in the in the salons, one TV in each salon would give our wait list, you know, who's up next, you know, what, you, what your wait time was. The other TV would show all our services and our pricing and other fun things, you know, the celebrations of anniversaries and, and such. Um, and, and so I had all these, I had individually listed each one. I mean, it's a pain in the but, you know, having to deal with all the inquiries, is this still available? Is this still available? Is this still available? Is this still available? I mean, it's endless, you know, even though it's for sale. People, the first thing they ask is, is this still available? No. That's why I have it listed. So anyway, uh, so I have all these TVs listed. I started listing the computers. I started listing, you know, all the salon shares. I mean, I had a ton of these things. You know, I had two computers per salon. They were really nice computers. They were Intel i7s, top of the line. Some of them had SSD drives, you know, they boot up really fast. They're all touchscreen, all-in-one computers. I mean, I, it was nothing but the best for, for our team. So I listed everything. Then this guy named Luke showed up. First, he said he wanted all the televisions. He'd, he'd realized that there was one person listing all these 14 televisions, and he came to me and said, I want all of them. I was like, oh, thank God. You know, he, he drove up. I loaded up all the TVs into his vehicle, and I gave it all of them to him for 500 bucks because it made my life so much easier. You know, can you believe that? I mean, what a deal. I had listed each one for like 100 bucks, which is already a huge deal. But I just gave it to him for 500 bucks. And we were off and running. <laughs> you know, I, I, I thought it was a small amount of, you know, small effort, small reward. But then I found trouble. He wanted everything after that. You know, he, he, he kept asking me what else I had. I have the chairs, I have the computers, I have, you know, all this inventory in each salon. I have hair, you know, coloring, uh, product. I, ha I have retail product. He wanted everything. And I started making up a bill of sale for him. And he, we started meeting at the salons and loading up, you know, chairs and stuff into his trailer. And yeah, it, it was, you know, four salons. So I, uh, I gave him the keys to the salons and said, look, you load this stuff up. I'll get the bill of sale ready and, and we'll take it from there. Um, Meanwhile, I, I had wiped all the computers and, and rebuilt, not rebuilt them, but, you know, reinstalled windows from scratch. So they were clean. They were beautiful machines. 
I loaded all those up into my vehicle. I loaded up a bunch of, you know, all the credit card processors, all the credit, uh, all the um, receipt printers, all the keyboards, all, all, the, all this stuff. I, I just packed my vehicle full of stuff. And I took it down to the Faribault Salon. He, he lived in Faribault, you know, small town, trustworthy people. So, and I put it all in the salon and I thought, this is going to be great. But I, I kind of have trouble talking about this now because I was really played. <laughs> I just, I trust people too much. I mean, he, he seemed like a really nice guy. You know, the guy screwed me over so badly. And the police department said that they, that he knew what he was doing from the beginning. I was played. There was nothing they could do about it. I gave him all that stuff, the computers, the printers, the credit card readers, all the miscellaneous equipment, the salon chairs, the color processors. I gave him all of these things. Then he went on the attack. He texted me and claimed I was stealing from him, that I'd locked up his tools in one of the salons. You see, I'd, I'd given him the keys to the salons, and he texted me once and said, hey, I'm going to start storing stuff in the Lakeville Salon. And I wrote back and said, you shouldn't do that. Don't, don't store anything in the salons. It's not stable. I mean, they could change the locks at any moment. They have the right to do so. I mean, I'm not paying them, you know. And he ignored me. And he stored a bunch of stuff in Lakeville. And they changed the locks. That's the one salon where they changed the locks. They came, you know, they realized the court case was closed out. They changed the lock. So he started attacking me that I had his tools, that I had his dolly, his expensive dolly locked up. I'd done it. I told, that I had told him he could, you know, use the salon for storage. I absolutely didn't. I told him the exact opposite. Anyway, just bizarre. What the hell, you know? Then he started attacking me with texts that claimed I hadn't paid my employees. He started looking for ways to take jabs at me, you know, that I was a crook, that I was scum, that I was a moron. He called me a moron a lot. You know, I I, I didn't react. I mean, I succeeded in that. I normally, I I would have lost my temper, but, you know, I, I just wanted the money for my computers. That's all. You know, they're, they're good computers. I'd listed them for $100 each. And that adds up. And I really needed that for payroll. <sighs> it's unbelievable, isn't it? So as I mentioned, I visited the Faribault Police Department. I wanted to explore whatever options I might have. And I had done, as it turned out. You know, the officer was really helpful, but he was honest. This guy had played me from the beginning. The, the officer told me that without a, without a signed agreement to pay for the computers and such, I was just giving him gifts. <laughs> gifts. You know, I'd been writing up a bill of sale. You know, I had his address because, you know, I needed it on the bill of sale. So I asked the officer, hey, can I just drive over there, kick in the door and punch him in the face? <laughs> without a smile, the officer said, no. You know, I... Of course I knew that was the answer. I said I was just joking. But he looked closely at me. It was the same look the, you know, the, the sheriff gave me when he served me the restraining order paperwork from Lori. I guess they need to make certain you're not going to do something crazy. I had no intention of doing something crazy. 
I did drive by his place after leaving the police station, just out of curiosity. Faribault is one of those towns, amazing turn-of-the-century architecture. It's beautiful big houses, big front porches, tree-lined streets. Many of those houses are occupied now by large groups of renters. Yeah, that's where Luke. That's where Luke lives. There must have been eight cars in the driveway. I have endless texts from this thief. It makes my blood boil. But I can walk away, and I did. Here's a few sample texts from Luke. I love how you just keep claiming I've taken stuff. I don't even know what a color processor is, let alone didn't take them, and now computers and such. <laughs> okay. You're a moron. I don't have an answer about your computers because the only ones in my possession are the ones I paid for in the beginning. He'd somehow convinced himself that he'd paid for some of the computers. Or he was just a flat-out liar. The you're a moron comment became the norm. I really felt powerless to deal with this person. I couldn't risk any legal repercussions. You know, my life was already on the edge. I was careful in how I responded as I knew it would be a permanent record of our dialogue. Then I realized that half our conversation at the beginning had been on Facebook Messenger, so I went back to capture those comments. You know, I, I, I wanted the histor historical record of, of what he had said, but they were all gone. Luke had left the conversation, and all those comments were erased. That's convenient. So that's another lesson learned. Yeah, it's another look at humanity. This person had looked at a business that had failed. It was run by an honest person trying to make a living, trying to pay his employees. And this guy decided to screw me. Nice guy. Nice guy. So I'd say conservatively, I lost about $7,000 in my fundraising efforts due to Luke. There was no way I was going to make that PTO payment. Definitely no way I was going to make it. $7,000 gone. You know, that's what I was charging. You know, So obviously it was worth a lot more than that. I launched a GoFundMe effort to make payroll. I, I thought maybe, you know, I, maybe my employees can share it around and we can get some help. But there wasn't much reaction to it. You know, my, my employees ignored it completely. I think my dad put $100 in. But a high school friend did send me a check directly. She made me promise to never discuss it. So that's all I'm going to say. It was, a, it was a sizable check. And it was very kind of her. I mean, it was beyond kind. Beyond helpful. I did try to raise a small amount of money for the next steps in my own life. You know, I, when I was selling this stuff, I needed to pay my rent. I needed to find a job. I went to all the salons with the dogs. We organized all the retail product. I organized all the color supplies. I organized all the hair extensions. I mean, there's a lot of stuff. I had to box it all up orderly, take inventory, so I knew exactly what we had. I reached out to the small group of salon owners that I knew to see if anybody wanted to take the inventory. I ended up selling all the inventory for a huge discount. It wasn't much money, but it was something. 
at this point, my family had started paying my rent so that I had a little bit, you know, more cash available. I was still getting no traction on the job search. You know, the few people I had connections with in Minneapolis, they either had no leads themselves or they just didn't answer my requests to network. You know, I, Sharon, Sharon never replied to me. You know, it just, it was lonely. I was getting more and more depressed with the situation. I really started to feel like I'd made so many major mistakes in my life. I just couldn't understand what was going on. Minnesota had not been that good to me. <laughs> it was a beautiful place, but it filled with passive-aggressive, shitty drivers. You know, I had no ties to the area anymore. My business is gone. Lori was there. I didn't want to be near her at all. You know, she brought me here under the pretense of a beautiful life together. That kind of love deserves nurturing and care, not a sudden dismissal. Been the source of my business, a business that had been savagely shut down overnight by a court that obviously had made a wrong decision. <laughs> I mean, obviously. A decision that most likely would have gone the other way next year. That's my guess. Where would I go? As I saw it, there were two options. But first, I was getting a lot of long-distance support from some friends. So I'm going to wrap up this episode here. I'm going to jump into my friend's story next. And where I ended up, you know, because I had to leave, obviously. I had to leave Minnesota. So... If you have any questions for me, please reach out to me at kevin at hotpotforlife.com. I really appreciate that you're spending time with me and listening to my story. I hope you share it with a friend. You know, I'd love for more people to hear my story. And, you know, write to me and give me your story or ask me any questions you might have. Thank you so much again for listening. Uh, I appreciate it. I hope you have a great rest of your day or your evening, and I will talk to you soon. Take care. Hot pot, hot pot, hot pot and heartbreak, hot pot and heartbreak, 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 heartbreak,